Okie dokie, artichokey, time for a smokey. It's a song I used to sing by myself, whatever. I got myself a, a beverage of the alcoholic denomination and a normal water. Made myself a little Sammy. I'm ready. Let's go. Hi. Oh, God. Hold on. I'm a wreck. Ow. So. What's going on? Let me tell you what's going on. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> I just I just know Cyrus drama's happening. That's, that's My that, mother. That's a Cyrus drama happening story preamble if I've ever heard one. Let's hear it. My mother and I. Yes. Desperately need an engineer for Sorry We're Stoned. Oh. <laughs> I spent... A solid hour yeah. trying to figure out how to plug two microphones into one laptop because we're actually in the same house now. Yeah. This is the first time that's happened. And it seemed silly for us to sit upstairs and downstairs over Skype when we're in the same room to record. I yeah. could not. First of all, I like opened up this like audio MIDI thing on MacBook and tried to make an aggregate device. I don't even know what that is. Trying to figure out how to make these two microphones work. I could not do it. Oh, so you appreciate my skills a little more right now. Yes. Well, why didn't you just call me? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. I really thought I could do it. You know, this guy on YouTube really had me convinced it was easy. And it was not. I couldn't get it to work. Then Brazen was on the podcast yesterday. Yesterday we recorded it. And the, all three of us used one mic. I'm sure it sounds like shit. We probably lost all the 200 listeners we had to begin with. It's... It was something else. So now my mic was all like crazy because I did redid all the settings and yeah, here we are. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. You know, if you guys want to pay me handsomely <laughs> to be your engineer, I am ready and willing and also shockingly available right now. <laughs> shockingly. Mm -hmm. um, well, I actually know what you get paid to engineer this show and yeah. I actually think we could afford you. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> you don't get paid shit. It's the worst deal in all of podcast land <laughs> that I engineer and record and edit and do all the commercials and send it all just packaged and ready to go for very little money. Pennies. But you know what? I enjoy it. Well, that's good. I don't even know where to start, Brandy. Like, okay, this is a funny, like, little anecdote for, like, how fucking crazy shit is, okay? Mm -hmm. So I went on clickbait the other day to help promote our show, which is like Joe. Yeah. So it's like grocery store Joe and Tasha and then oh. Natasha's new bachelor podcast. Right. Okay. Cute. And so I was happy to go on. It was good to, you know, see those guys. And so Joe at the end of the show is like, what do you want to see happen in 2021? Okay. So we recorded this on like Tuesday morning, super early. Right. And I say, Man, mm -hmm. I just really want Donald Trump to let loose on Twitter. You know, I feel like he's been holding back and I just really feel like we need to see what he's got a cooking as a total joke because he's already, you know, Twitter is insane, right? Yeah. And like an hour later, things started happening in the world. And then I totally forgot that I said it. I was just like, just glued to my couch, you know, white knuckling it through like fucking second civil war and then all of a sudden a couple days ago the clickbait thing comes out and it seems like i'm had said it before you know after everything that happened and i hadn't so if anyone was wondering 
I said that as a joke before like Donald Trump got kicked off Twitter. <laughs> 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 Holy shit, man. Anyways, his OnlyFans is still up, which is good, guys. You know, there's some oh, way. Great. <laughs> I mean, I don't even want to get into what happened at the Capitol, but. Uh, it was insane. So that day. I was down at the barn where I keep my horse. I don't have any cell reception there. Yeah. And I'm usually there for like a solid four hours with, you know, the, the time it takes me to drive there and come back and all that. And no cell reception the whole time. So like, I just had no idea what was going on. And that day was already just like really tough and really sad because, um, Miley had to let her, um, her sweet puppy, Mary Jane go to doggy heaven that day. Oh no. So it was just already like a heavy day for the family and um and then like I was kind of off the grid for a little while when I came back I saw that happening and I was just like oh my gosh this day like what is happening here just literally can't even I killed by yeah, I'm I was emotionally like depleted yeah <laughs> by the end of that day it was a lot anyways this is not a political podcast but my favorite part of the whole thing was the guy that was in like all black with fucking zip ties for handcuffs works at Kid Rock's bar. I mean, Ooh. ball to the ball to bang to bang diggity. I'm sorry, I should have been like, that's gotta be the Kid Rock guy. Gotta be the Kid Rock guy. What else? <laughs> what other bar could he work at? Where else would you be gainfully employed than at the Kid Rock bar? It's true. Just finished The Bachelor and yeah. triggered. <sighs> Jeez. And I'm also like, so excited for Paradise. Yeah. We haven't started the show yet. I know. I know. Okay. Let's go. Yeah? No? Yeah. I think it's you. Bros and hoes, you're listening to your favorite thing podcast with Wells and Brandy. The episode this week was my favorite episode of this season and of Tasha's season. Like of this iteration of The Bachelor. It was so great. It was pretty good everything that I needed. I mean, I took a few notes. I'm like trying to get better at that whole notes thing, but all my notes are about Victoria. Yeah, great. I know. I'm so, dude, listen, I don't think that he's going to chip pick Victoria. If Victoria doesn't come to paradise, I am going to lose my mind because I want to hang out with her at the bar. Let me just tell you what is going to happen and paradise with Victoria. She is going to sit at that bar and get just wasty faced and just, yep complain to me for hours on end and you know what i'm going to do i'm going to love every fucking second of it and every bad idea that she has guess what i'm gonna do i'm gonna be like you should go act upon that right now go you should go do that she's in freaking insane she is insane the poor girl looks like she hasn't slept in weeks, by the way. Weeks. Well, she's sleeping on a couch, so <laughs> of her own doing. I, oh, I don't even understand. Like, I don't even understand why she's upset. I do, and I don't care. I love it. I love her, and I just love her like complaining to producers, and the producers are just like, yeah, okay, I don't know. She re reminds me a lot, just in the sense of like TV gold, of Chad from your season. So much drama. It's yeah. like it's like a diamond in the rough where the producers come across somebody that's such good TV, and yeah. it's like, how did we get blessed with this? Yeah, you're right. She's not as I think scariest yet. Like 
I guess, phys- no. physically menacing as Chad was. For sure. I love everything about it. I love her outfits. They're always terrible. <laughs> that That's what sent me over the edge. That's what sent me over the that's edge. That's what did it? It was like the whole episode, the things she'd said. I was just like, oh my God. And then she had to wear that dress to the cocktail party and it sent me over the edge. I loved it. It was like father-daughter dance from 1993, big old could, shoulder pads. Bra was like hanging out the back. It bra was like a was black out. bra. What? Everything about it screams she's the greatest and I cannot wait for pay. Dude, here's right off the bat saying it right now. Let's let's fucking manifest this because this has been a fucked up two years, basically. Let's manifest it in the world. Queen Victoria and Bennett together in paradise. I can see it. Would that not be the greatest thing to ever happen to Bachelor Nation? Those two crazy people talking in the same area? Bennett thinks he's so sophisticated, though. Can he hold a conversation with someone like her? Yeah, but I think that she thinks she's really sophisticated, too. They're both, like, just incredibly delusional. It would be the it would yeah. be like an out delusion fest. I just we I need we need to figure out a way to get Bennett on the show, by the way, because I need to do some work. I need to do some. some Let's make it happen. Who do we have to call? I don't, I don't know. I got to do some batch work. I got to do BIP work because I got to get Ben on the show because I heard that he doesn't want to do it. Yeah, right, bro. Let me just tell you what. Come May 15th when your pictures are getting about 500 likes, uh, you're going to be coming to paradise. Okay. We got to get him on the show and we got to start. We got to like Inception style plant the seed Uh in his brain about Queen Victoria. Okay. I'm in. Yeah. Okay. So right off the bat, Matt goes on this like one-on-one. First of all, he almost fucking kills that girl. <laughs> I know. I, I for real was like, how, uh, how are they not freaked that they're going to get sued or something right now? Okay. First of all, I have a buddy who was doing that exact thing, was going up a hill and like went too fast up it and the thing fell backwards on them and like cracked mm-hmm. her head open on a rock. And it was really bad. I just watched that and I was like, oh my God, there were a bunch of producers around there that sh- literally shit their pants. Mm-hmm. But they were fine. And then they get to the wood-burning... Hot tub. Which, that just seems like you'd feel like you're in a stew. You'd feel like you're in a soup of some sort. I mean, it was cute. I like how he takes his shirt off to chop wood, which <gasps> no one ever would... You would never take your shirt off to chop wood because you're going to get splinters in your nips. You get some I splints think- in your <laughs> nips. Splint nips. I think if you looked like that, you would take your shirt off any chance you got. Yeah, but if you got a splint in your nip, no thank you, sir. He's pretty tough. I think he can handle it. Yeah, I know. But I mean, just dangerous. A lot of (laughs) Ridiculous. Oh, I loved her reaction, though. She just was like blatantly staring and like mouth wide open and did not care that she was looking. It was amazing. Yeah. There was a puddle at her feet. It was swamp. Uh-huh. It was just swamp town down there. It was great. You know, she was just like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Didn't even care. She almost died. <laughs> I know. She played it really cool. Real cool. Fucking deserves an Oscar for like getting through that day. Because I would have come back. I would have been like, okay, first of all, excuse me, sir. Why are you riding a four-wheeler like that? Like going cra- all over the road like that? Like just trying to, are you trying to die? Isn't 2020 bad enough? Like, it's dangerous enough. Why are you trying to get, like, do wheelies and shit, bro? Because it's badass. Yeah, and he was like, dude, oh, you think that me doing wheelies on a four-wheeler is badass? 
wait until I fucking start chopping some wood with my shirt off and splinters get all up in my nips. I like Brie. I think they're adorable together. She's cute. She's adorable. It's great. When they were on this date, yeah. top of the episode, all the other girls back at the house are like arguing with Victoria. Yeah. She's like already arguing, just like right off the bat. It seems like, you know, the producers make them all sit there and they say like, well, how do you feel that he's on a date with Brie right now? You yeah. know what I mean? Everybody else is like, well, I'm happy for her. Like, yeah. obviously I wish it was me. Like they play beauty queen pageant answer, like, you know, happy for her, but whatever. And Victoria's like, fuck that. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm not happy for her. You guys suck. I'm not going to say that. Yeah. And then they start arguing and she freaking says, I wrote it down because it was so ridiculous. Because they were like, you're just jealous. That's why you, um, you're not, you know, you won't say whatever. And she's like, I'm not jealous. I, I just want that. I'm sorry. Do you know the definition of jealous? It's wanting what someone else has. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then in the same, like, argument, she said something like, I'm the queen, and these are just a bunch of gestures. Yeah. <laughs> you mean jester? <laughs> Is that the one you mean? What are they gesturing <laughs> to you? Are they gesturing <laughs> that they're jealous? Do you mean like a king and his court full of jesters? It's insane. She didn't even like, didn't even register that she said it wrong. God, I love her so much. I love her yeah. so much. Even that outfit, I was just like, what are you wearing? What is All the outfits. It's the best. Dude, she got to come packing heat in paradise with all that stuff. Like the <gasps> mid 90s outfit. She's killing the game. I know. I wonder if Kit's like, <laughs> Your style is horrible. <laughs> I need Kit to go after, because Kit's the fashionista, right? I need Kit to go yeah. after Victoria's fashion sense. I'm surprised she hasn't already, because she already, she said some pretty snarky comments night one, just in general, not about Victoria, but just like in general. Yeah. Although I do think her and Victoria got into it a little bit night one, because Victoria keeps calling herself the queen, for some reason called Kit a, like a princess. Yeah. Like, okay, princess, and Kit was not happy about that. I like how Bachelor Nation just has a photographer now. Like, I didn't know that, like, but, like, he's been there forever. And I just hadn't, I've never met this guy, but I love that. What's his name? I don't know, but I didn't realize that he was, like, the Bachelor Nation yeah. photographer either. Well, Chris yeah, said it. Like, he was, oh. like, Bachelor Nation's favorite, Yosef, or whatever. No, not Yosef. That was bad. <laughs> it's, like, some cool, like, Argentinian name or something. Yeah. Anyways, that date was hilarious on so many levels. I was so confused about the the game. Yeah. The, like, steal your heart game. Yeah, it was capture the flag. Cause he, yeah, but he said there were no rules. Yeah. But I was like, well, if there's no rules, like, if you get paint on you, what happens? Nothing. You have to, like, are you out? Do you have to go back? Like, they never really said what happens if you get paint on you. No, yeah, there's no rule. The only, I don't get it. The What's only, the point of the paint? Just to fucking make them look ridiculous. <laughs> just to break them down. <laughs> oh and to piss him off and then they go back and they're angry because half the team can't hang out with him mm -hmm. oh rachel's pissed pissed but i'm telling you he he likes her because he like pulled her aside and was like you did great i know she looks great 24 7 she's super cute i wish i was just there yeah why weren't you like refereeing that date or something keep watching sister there's other opportunities for your boy to show up okay okay then there was that one-on-one -on -one where i was like i don't care first of all the plane date's awesome i would have been terrified to go on that date terrified why? i honestly don't know if i could have gone you can't get in a biplane no, mm -mm, no. Mm -mm. Why? It's terrifying. Stop it. Okay. I'll... Oh, Sarah is the girl that goes. How could you forget her name? It's your fiance's name. 
I don't know. But she's like the one that like doesn't want to talk about her dad having ALS, which I totally understand. But like, mm-hmm. you, know, you got to kind of do it. I mean, it's like whatever. It was a cute date. Whatever. I just didn't care. Then was it rose ceremony time? I believe so. My favorite was Victoria being like, I guess like the empath in me that like, just like really can't handle this. In my mind, I was like empath or psychopath. Like, I don't know. And I just don't know if you know what an empath is, you know? <laughs> During that cocktail party, when she like got to sit down and talk to Matt, did you notice that she had to freaking ask for a kiss? Oh yeah. Oh, it was a cr- major cringe. Yeah. Like it, she's, it's already so awkward. And then she's like, "Well, can I have a kiss?" Yeah. Oh, poor Matt. Hey, JoJo had to ask me for a kiss, so. Um, oh, you know. poor JoJo. <laughs> I know, poor thing. I just really didn't understand why Victoria needed to tell Matt about Marianne. I didn't. I just didn't get it. Don't Do even... you ever, when somebody's shit-talking somebody else in the house for a stupid reason, like a petty reason, Yeah, I never get it. It's like, why can't you just, like, not do that and keep it to you? You know what I mean? I think Noah had a legitimate gripe to be like, Bennett's being a pompous dick. I'm going to tell you, because Bennett's kind of a pompous dick. There was evidence of him being that to Noah. I saw that. So then him mm-hmm. saying that to her made sense to me. To this day, I don't know what the hell Marianne said to Victoria. Mary Lynn. And Mary it Lynn. seems as if they had a conversation off camera because they roomed together. Ah. And and it just didn't, obviously, like, no, we didn't see it. But that's what it seems like is, like, I think it sounds like Mary Lynn asked her, I'd like to get to know you so that I can understand, like, why you're the way you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. And I'm sure she said it in a slightly derogatory tone because how can you not? Yeah. After when someone acts that way, like, I probably would have too. Yeah. And then it bit her in the ass because now Victoria is, like, all hurt about it. And I'm sure Mary Lynn's a nice girl. I'm sure she's not a mean girl. And now she's just, like, caught in, caught up in all of it. And I'm sure after, off she was off camera. It was at night. She probably thought it would never come up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Victoria has just made it the end-all be-all. I mean, it's the reason she's sleeping on the freaking sofa. <laughs> I'm insane. Su- I'm surprised the other girls haven't come to her her like defense and to be like, hey, Matt, this is ridiculous. Well, I mean, it's to be continued, right? So yeah. maybe they do because, because not to Matt, but to camera, they were all saying – like they were amongst each other. Like, you know, I know Mary Lynn. She's not, she's not really like that. Like, yeah. I don't you know what you're talking about. Like, we all really like her. I really like Queen Victoria. I got to be honest with you. Bennett was a funny character for like two episodes. And I was like, okay, I get it. Get the shtick kind of over it. We've been needing a Queen Victoria for a while. It's true. And let me tell you something, kids. She ain't going nowhere anytime no. soon. No, she's sticking around. Got to. And also, I don't know if she's going to listen to this, this podcast. And if you are, Queen Victoria, I pl- I hope that you are not offended by anything I say. I am totally loving your shit, okay? And I can't wait to hang out with you in Mexico. But the way we shop together, you kind of look a little crazy. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh. I mean, she probably hates my guts if she's listening, so that's what it is. Well, it doesn't matter for you. Yeah, I don't care. I love Queen Victoria. I want Queen Victoria to stick around. I want Mary Lynn to stick around. I think they will. I hope so. I hope to God. Yeah. Is that is that enough Bachelor stuff? I think so. Who We've done got? 20 minutes on Queen Victoria. You, you know? Who you got for this thing? It's way too early, but I do think 
some I saw somebody tweet or something that like the night one rose ceremony, they thought the first three people that got roses would be the top three, which I could see those those girls going far, which I think it was Rachel, the Georgia girl. Yeah. Bree was up there, the girl he went on the first one on one with this week. I think Abigail's going far. Yeah. You know what? I need to see more Maggie. I saw a glimpse mm-hmm. at the end of this episode. I need more. I'm obsessed with her. You know who I like? Who? MJ. My mom's obsessed with MJ. Hear me out. MJ MJ seems cool. MJ seems cool. MJ also seems like a chick that's going to be hot for a very long time. Yeah. I also, like, out of all of them, she seems like the, the girl I would, like, hang with. Yeah. She looks like she doesn't wear any makeup. She did, mm-hmm. And, like, doesn't do her hair. She's just like, this is fucking it. Take it or leave it. <laughs> and I like that. That's what guys like. This is fucking it. This is fucking it. I love the girl. I think her name is Chelsea, the model. Yeah, okay. Man, for all the shit Victoria wears, Chelsea really makes up for it with all of her bangers. Like, her looks are everything. All right. That's enough bachelor talk, I think, for one day. I agree. All right, Brandy. I am obsessed with my new Eucalypso sheets. Have you gotten these bad boys? I sure have. I do love the sheets, but the pillowcases are really the clutch item for me. I love them so much. They're packed and ready to go on my road trip tomorrow. I'm going to Florida for two weeks, and you best believe I'm taking my own pillows with my Eucalypso pillowcases. Yeah, they're the perfect balance of soft, cooling, and gentle on the skin for the perfect night's sleep. Eucalypso is designed for hot sleepers, people with sensitive, breakout-prone skin like me and people who care about their sleep. The other thing is, is they use fibers that are earth-friendly, which you know we love. Love that. The Eucalypso sheets are two times softer, three times more breathable, and ten times more sustainable than cotton sheets. And perfect for those hot sleepers that wake up at night, the eucalyptus fibers are woven to reduce heat and allow more ventilation. Yeah, find them at eucalyptohome.com. Just go to eucalyptohome.com and use promo code YFT. We're talking 10% off plus free shipping on your entire purchase. Again, that's E-U-C-A-L-Y-P-S-O-H-O-M-E.com and use code YFT. Do it. Brian and I went and got a couple's massage today. You know, the one time that I really go above and beyond and shave my legs mm-hmm. is for a massage. I just feel so bad for the masseuse, you know? Yeah. Not going to lie. I've been letting my leg hair grow for weeks. Gross. But my favorite Billy Razor cut through all those bad boys so easy. I've got the smoothest legs today. I'm telling you, it's the best razor I've got. Okay. Uh, gross. But anyways, the Billy Razor is the best razor out there for those days you uh, need an extra smooth shave. Plus, they got the no pink tax. That's right. This is the best deal out there. No more visits to the drugstore. No more break in the bank. You can go to mybilly.com right now to get their starter kit for just nine bucks. So affordable. And it includes their award-winning razor, two refill blades, and a cult favorite magnetic holder seriously it's so great you don't have to go anywhere it gets delivered to your house and you can auto ship the refill blades i mean it doesn't get better especially now when we all just want to stay home all the time so go to mybilly.com and meet the razor that has made everyone start talking about razors they're an allure best of beauty winner and on nylon's beauty hit list for a reason so for just nine bucks you can get your starter kit plus free shipping always go to mybilly.com slash yft it's spelled my and then B-I-L-L-I-E dot com slash Y-F-T. Do it. Shave your legs. 
You got some fave things, bro? Bro. Bro. I finally started your honor. <laughs> You're welcome. How far in are you? We're caught up. Oh, you are caught up. Okay. okay. Well, I'm not completely caught up. Okay. We just finished episode three last night, I think. Okay. And honestly, like, it's tough to binge because this is all really heavy shit. Yeah. You know, like the first episode and even second one was just like, it was hard to watch some of it. I mean, the accident scene is insane. Tough, yeah. So good. Brian Cranston is so good. I like seeing him in this role. And it's tough, I think, when you play a role like you do in Breaking Bad for someone to see you as anything other than that. But gosh dang it, like, I, I don't see that character when I'm watching this show. He does a great job. Yeah, he's a good actor. I mean, and there are slivers and tiny pieces of Heisenberg that like come out in your honor, his acting style, but hits that show so good. Keep watching because you're going to be a point where you're going to be like, what are they going to do? They are fucked. They've been digging themselves a hole. So, like, why did, like, why did he not just go to the police in the I very know. beginning? Like, because then there would be like a not show. not the dad the kid like why run away from that I just I know they like they said shock does crazy things and whatever but this is just so bad and I feel sorry if you guys haven't watched like maybe don't listen to the next thirty seconds okay. but I feel so bad for the kid they're setting up that they've set up that's in prison right now this is just like getting bad italian gangsters on one side then you have the the african-american gangsters on the other it's it's setting up for some real good shit and obviously like i think the same thing i'm like why didn't you just turn yourself in this would be totally fine you know it's a mistake you were having an asthma attack and then you're like well then there no were that's the thing is he really does have like i had to call it an excuse but like yeah he had an asthma attack. Like, it's not like he wasn't paying attention or he was on the phone and hit a kid. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, but then there wouldn't be a television show. And then oh, I know. Would we I'm be? just saying. Well, I'm glad that you're on the thing that I suggested five episodes ago. But how does Rye feel about it? Loves it. Yeah. I don't know if I'm saying this right, okay? And this is sad because I finished the entire thing. And I don't know the name of the show. But this is where we are in the world. It's either Elias Grace or Alias Grace. I'm not sure, but I think it's Elias Grace. I'm probably wrong. How's it spelled? Is it spelled with an A or an E? A-L-I-A-S. I think that's, I don't know, it could be either. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, Sarah and I started watching, I think it's Elias Grace. Anyways, it's on Netflix. It's kind of old. It's from 2017. Mm. Here's the tag. In 19th century Canada... A psychiatrist weighs whether a murderess should be pardoned due to insanity. Elias Grace or Alias Grace or Alias Grace. We're not sure. Zach Levi's in this. That's funny. Zachary Levi's in it. Basically, it's about this girl, Grace, who has kind of a fucked up life. She's like from Ireland. She is kind of like a like a servant girl in Ireland and also in Canada. She like goes over to Canada. One of her really good friends that's also a servant girl gets like pregnant by the master's son. And then he's like, I'm not going to be your husband. You're a whore. You probably have been sleeping around. And then so she goes to get an abortion. This is also like the 1800s. Oh. It's in the 1800s. And then she dies 
And then you find out that Grace is kind of like able to commune with the dead, or, or maybe she's crazy, you're not really sure, but she's also really hot, so everyone wants to hook up with her. Basically, the whole thing's predicated around that, that she helped murder the owner of the house. She's a murderess. She is in jail, but like everyone wants her out of jail for some reason. And then this psychiatrist comes in basically to be like, she's definitely crazy. She shouldn't be in jail. She should be released. You find out like if she is or if she isn't. There's a lot of like supernatural shit that goes on. I got to be honest with you. This is like a period piece. And I thought I was definitely getting pulled back into like a Bridgerton situation. No. Love. Yeah, I know. Loved it. Absolutely loved Alias Elias. I think it's Elias. Elias Grace. Go check. Where do you watch? Netflix. Netflix. I think you especially would like it. Really? Okay, great. Yeah. It does sound really good. Yeah, it's good. Do you have Disney Plus? Yes. I've I've, 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 I've everything. And I have all the things. Do you know about this show? I guess it's a, it's a National Geographic show. It's called The Right Stuff. No. You got the right mm. stuff, baby. Mm. <laughs> okay, cool. So if you guys like space... Obviously, I'm obsessed with space. The, I just started the show because a friend of mine recommended it. The little blurb is, The Right Stuff is an American historical drama streaming television series loosely based on the 1979 book of the same name by Tom Wolfe. And it's nine, it was a movie in 1983 that Disney Plus has redone. And it explores the origins and growth of the U.S.'s space program. The Right Stuff takes a gritty, anti-nostalgic look at what would become America's first reality show as the obsessive original Mercury 7 astronauts and their families become instant celebrities in a competition that will either kill them or make them immortal. The eight-part, one-hour-per-episode drama will follow protagonists from the Mojave Desert to the edges of space, with future seasons carrying through to humankind's greatest achievement, the moon landing. Cool. I love Tom It's Wolf. cool. All the guys are super cute. All the astronauts, super hot. So, you know, that's a big plus. But it's cool. This is the first show I've started to watch on Disney Plus. So okay, I'll let you know. I just watched one episode last night, but I'll let you know how it goes. I didn't know about that. Is it the same guy who did like the electric Kool-Aid acid test? And uh, oh, yeah, it is. And Bonfire of the Vanities. Oh, maybe I got to read this book. I was going to say, have you not read this? No, I do. I mean, I read Electric Kool-Aid Acid when I was a kid, when I was in my fish phase, and Bonfire of the Vanities when I was in high school. So maybe I need to read this. Yeah, read it. You should read the book. I'll watch the series. Okay. Speaking of books, I read an absolutely phenomenal book. I've been talking about it every episode, but finished it today. Which one? The Invisible Life of Vaddy LaRue. Oh, yeah, you've been talking about that for a hot minute. You know, it was dense. All right, took me, it took me a bit to get through it. Dense. And I got to say, everyone should go read this book. I explained it to you like, you know, it's this girl from the 1700s who is supposed to get married, and she doesn't want to get married, so she makes a deal with the devil to, like, not get married. And so what ends up happening is, is that she basically becomes immortal, but no one can ever remember her. So, like, she could come in contact with you and have a conversation. You could meet her and be like, oh, interesting. And then if you'd walk away and you came back, you wouldn't remember meeting her. She's completely invisible. No one ever remembers anything. If she tries to write anything down, it erases. If anyone takes a picture of her, her face is always blurred. That kind of stuff. The book jacket, you know. Everything changes when she meets a young man named Henry who works in a bookstore in Manhattan in 2014. So obviously, like, Henry's story is interesting and unique because he can actually remember this person. And so you're not really sure where that works. What I loved about this book 
one, it was kind of like Outlander. You know how like Outlander like comes and goes between the past and the present? I can't get into that show. Wow. You're like the only person with a vagina that didn't love Outlander. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, anyways, Outlander's like that. Outlander's about time travel. This one woman can go back and forth between time. Interesting. There'll be like chapters that are happening in present day that are pretty interesting. And then there'll be chapters that happen, you know, like during the Civil War or World War One and stuff. And so you get like a big swatch of world history, which is very cool. What I loved about the book the most, yes, Ed LaRue's character is very interesting. Yes, Henry's character is very interesting. But what was the most interesting was you get to learn about the demon or the devil who makes the deal. And that's really cool because you start to find out who other people he made deals with. And they're all famous people, right? Like mm. Frank Sinatra is one of them. Beethoven's one of them. Like all these artists and actors and models and stuff. When I was reading that, I was just like, I cannot wait for this television show. I can't wait for it. It's going to be <laughs> so good. Because you can go on forever with this premise, you know? Sure, yeah. Anyways, that does sound good. The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue is a must-read New York Times bestseller, and Wells said oh, it was good. Oh. So there you go. All right, cool. Okay, so my mom's living downstairs in the basement right now. She's been here since right before Christmas, and she was complimenting me on my hair yesterday. She was like, do you have any extensions? And I was like, no, I do not, but I have been taking my Nutrafol hair vitamins now for like four and a half months, and I'm telling you, it's working. My hair looks healthier, shinier, and a lot of people are saying it looks thicker. It does look good. I got to be honest with you. Thank you. Thank you. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, guys, Nutrafol makes these amazing amazing hair vitamins. As women, we're impacted by weakened or thinning hair, almost all of us. And, um, you know, I'm getting kind of old and I really want to start taking care of my hair. My mom has thin hair, so I know that, you know, I'm going to struggle with that too. But Nutrafol has two targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through all life stages. And healthier hair takes time to grow, but you'll experience the thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in about three to six months when you take these bad boys consecutively. Yeah, you can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and using promo code YFT. And new customers with 20% off, this is their best offer available anywhere. Plus, free shipping on every order. Get 20% off at Nutrafol.com. That's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. And the promo code is YFT. All right, Brandi, it's the new year, which means New Year's resolutions. I'm going to make things look a little bit better, okay? Not on my body. That ship sailed long ago. I'm going to make our <laughs> backyard look a lot better thanks to the good people over at Article. Oh, my gosh. Article is one of my favorite places to shop for furniture. Of course, all online, which makes it super easy. I can shop from the comfort of my own home and laptop. But the best part is that Article creates beautifully crafted pieces with quality materials and durable construction. They're dedicated to a modern aesthetic of mid-century Scandinavian industrial and bohemian designs. All of the things that I love. Plus, fair prices. You save up to 30% over traditional retail prices. Article is able to keep their prices low by cutting out the middleman and selling directly to you. Fast, affordable shipping is available across the uh, U.S. and Canada and is free on orders of over $999. You get your 30-day return policy so you can try stuff out. And send it back if you don't like it and exchange it for something you do. And Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. I'm talking 
half off. Just go to article.com slash YFT and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash YFT to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. New year, new furniture. Same body. You guys know I'm a big Chip Gaines, Joanna Gaines fan. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of Dream Home Makeover? Yeah. You have? I think so. So it's kind of in the same vein of Chip and Joanna Gaines, right? But this one's taking place in Utah. So just like lots of Mormons, a lot of white people. Love Utah. Love Utah. Just white people. Actually, we did watch one episode. It was a gay couple and someone wasn't white. That was interesting. Anyways, there you go. here's the tag. Shay and Sid McGee of Studio McGee help dreams come true for real families looking to update their home tailored to their own unique style. So do you know how in Fixer Upper, Chip is the contractor and like he makes shit happen. And then Joanna Gaines is the creative one and like draws out the plans and, and then like directs Chip on what to do. And they're a team, right? Mm-hmm. In this one, Shay is the Joanna Gaines, right? Like she's coming up with all the ideas. She's cute. She's bubbly. She's dealing with all these people. She's making up the plans. Sid doesn't do a fucking thing. Okay. I what don't, do you mean? He doesn't do anything. He's the money guy. He's just the business aspect of the thing, but he's in the show. And you're like, Sid, what are you doing here? You know what Sid's doing here? Sid's here for the fucking desserts. The guy just eats brownies and cookies and sweets. And you're like, dude, what are you doing? Go back to the office and crunch some numbers. You're not doing anything here. But he, obviously, he's like a part of the show because like they're married. But he doesn't do anything. It's all Shay. And here's my other thing, okay? And I don't want anyone to get confused. I like the show. But here's my other thing. I need to be a producer on this show or I need to talk to a producer on this show to tell whoever is in the room when they're doing their, both of them being interviewed, hey, Sid. Sit the fuck up in your chair. He's slouched back, and Shay's always in perfect posture, looking normal, right down the barrel, talking, and then Sid's like laying back. Dude, first of all, we know you don't do anything, and you look <laughs> like such a schlepper, all right? Get it together. But anyways, Dream Home Makeover. I like that show. I mean, I love any home makeover show. But here's my thing. I Sometimes I'm not so sure about her um designs yeah i don't know if i love but also that's very specific to like my Mm -hmm. stuff i will be like "Mm, okay i can see how people could like that that's just not my thing my only thing is like get some diversity it's just a lot of white people yeah i get that but it's pretty good it's a good going to bed show everyone needs one of those there's a documentary on netflix called surviving death that i really liked i feel like i've seen the trailer for that the first episode is all about People who've had near-death experiences, which is super interesting to me. So I was into it. Here's the tag. Explores questions that have been contemplated throughout time. What does it mean to die? And is death the end of our existence? Weaving together innovative new research with first-hand accounts from those who've been close to death. So the first episode is just all about people who have had near-death experiences, what they experienced. There's like an Alcoholics Anonymous version of people who have had near-death experiences. Like they gather together, they talk about their shit, 
Like there's counseling. What's interesting is like a lot of their stories are very, very similar. So like something's happening after you die. And it's pretty interesting because like one of the main people that they interview in the first episode is someone who is a doctor who's like, I know uh, this shouldn't make sense because I am a scientist and my brain was not working anymore, but I was totally having all these images. I was experiencing all this stuff. So like spirit is a thing. Very, very interesting. Very cool. And then the second <laughs> and third episode go into like mediums you know yeah and so it goes from science to the complete opposite and that's where they lost me mm. that's where they lost me you know first you're like okay you know okay i'm listening i'm hearing this out and then finally like at the end of one episode you know like this family's in there and they're like you know they're having they're having a seance this one woman who has a seance has like this little boy called tommy boy come so she's like hmm. they start playing the music and all right, I, I'm feeling, I'm feeling the spirits in here, and it's like, hello, hello, Tommy Boy's here now, and she's like doing the voice, and you're like, what? Okay, and she's like, hey, hey, who's here? It's Tommy Boy. Hey, is that Jeremy? Is Jeremy here? So then the guy who's Jeremy's like, yeah, that's me. It's like, how you doing? I'm Tommy Boy, and they're like, okay. So then, like, they go through all the stuff of like, do you have a green car? And Jeremy's like, yeah, I got a green car. It looks like a frog. <laughs> You're like, okay. <laughs> and then like another another person comes in. It's like, <gasps> who's here? Jeremy, did your father love cooking? Yes, my father loved cooking. Uh, did he have a slogan? Some sort of slogan? Like, we gotcha? Yes, he did. So the family's like, oh my God. They knew about the car. They knew about the slogan. And then finally the family's like, I know it's so crazy. But also, all that stuff is on our Facebook page. <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm not saying it's not real or it is real. I'm just saying, like, I was, like, watching it and I was just like, I don't know. I don't know. And then, like, Tommy Boy shows up. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And Sarah's, like, totally into it. And then at the end, it was that they show the Facebook page, like the menu that has like the slogan on it and like the Facebook post that like was like three down of like his fucking green car. And you're like, dude, come on. Like, you didn't even try here. But anyways, all that to be said, I would say this. The first episode of Surviving Death, I really, really like. Two and three, I'm a little skeptical of, but check it out. Questionable. Questionable. Okay. Tell me more. Insane. We watched a show last night called two weeks to live oh it's on hbo max okay Maisie williams is the lead she was in game of thrones oh yeah okay. love her yeah so this is the tag a woman sets out on a secret mission to honor her father who died under mysterious circumstances when she was a young girl so here's the thing Maisie williams plays a girl named Kim. Kim just lives with her mother, Tina. The mother is kind of convinced her that the, the end of the world has happened. Like, makes her take Tic Tacs and says that they are fallout drugs. This girl has been, like, told that, like, the world has ended and it's really just them two. And then Kim goes out. I'm gonna go find the guy that killed my dad. Vigilante style. And obviously Kim's mom has, like, taught her how to be, like, a badass fighter and knows guns really well and knife skills and that kind of stuff. Here's the shtick. It is a cool John Wick shoot 'em up, fight 'em up show, but 
because she has no concept of what the real world is like, everyone's a little confused with how she acts, her general stupidity of everything around her, that it makes it mm. really funny, if that makes any sense. Yeah. There's a love interest in it, a lot of comedy, a lot of good fight scenes. Really, really liked it. Two weeks to live. Highly suggest. Okay. My other thing here. Did you know that Clive Owen and Gerard Butler are not the same person? Who's Clive Owen? He's the guy that looks exactly like Gerard Butler. I want to see. I'm pretty sure they're the same person. Oh, did we talk about Greenland? The country? Gerard Butler's in it. Jeez. <laughs> oh, it's really good. I was wondering, like, why the random Gerard Butler Clive Owen Yeah. Happens. Do you remember the movie Armageddon? No, no, I don't remember it at all. Or like the movie Deep Impact? I never saw that. Okay, well, it was basically the same movie as Armageddon. There is a movie called Greenland out right now that is basically Armageddon again, but instead of like getting a bunch of astronauts together to go stop it, the world just takes it on the jaw. We're not trying to stop anything. We're just going to get fucked by some asteroids. Here's the tag. A family struggles for survival in the face of a cataclysmic natural disaster. It's Gerard Butler, who also might be played by Clive Owen. I'm not sure. And he's like, obviously like going through some shit with his wife, but he's still like a good family guy, yada, yada, yada. They're having a barbecue. They're having like the whole family over. Everyone's very excited because a comet is going to be racing by the world. Everyone's going to be able to see it. It's going to be a fun night. And then while they're having... This uh, barbecue on the news, it's like, we were wrong about the comet. The comet's coming at us. We were all fucked. All of a sudden, Clive Owen, a.k.a. J Gerard Butler's phone rings, and it's like, you have been selected to fucking not die. <laughs> Please make it what? to this. Please make it to this uh, this airport with your family to not die. But he's in it. In the he's having this barbecue, and everyone at the barbecue is like. I didn't get that fucking call. <laughs> what? And he's like, don't worry about it. I'm sure it's at home. You got to go home and, and answer your phone. And they're like, I have my phone right here. And so well, he's like, well, fuck you guys. We got to go. And so and then it's like them trying to get to the airport because they've been selected. This is not a comedy, by the way. But it's just... I was about to ask, is this a comedy <laughs> or do you just think it's hilarious no, it's because just... it's that bad? No, it's just like when you've. When, I, when you explain it, it's funnier. And then it's just like a calamity of errors. This family is just like trying to get on these planes because apparently we've created these bunkers in Greenland. And so everyone's just trying to get to Greenland. But like they don't make it on the plane for like this, that, and the other reason. And, uh, you know, humans act pretty terrible when they're pinned into a corner and people are trying to steal their wristband that gets them on the plane. And then it's like trying to figure out how to get to a different plane to get to Greenland. Anyways... It's fun, and Clive Owen, a.k.a. Gerard Butler, great in it. So, Greenland, 2020, great stuff. So, like, so like we should watch it. Yeah, I, I liked it. Like, if you liked Armageddon or, like, like those end-of-the-world movies, you know, like— uh -huh. uh, Love an end-of-the-world movie. Then you're—it's right up your alley, sister. Great. Check it out. <laughs> Love an end-of-the-world film. So, have you seen anything Clive Owen's been in or no? Yeah, I mean, I know he was in Sin City. Wait, was he in Sin City or was that Gerard Butler? See, you don't no even know. Way. You don't even know. Oh, man. Did you know that Kings of Leon have out a new song? Oh, they do? 
Yeah, it's been how long for them? Just living on that sex on fire money, baby. I know, I guess so, but I thought for sure they were retired. Well, there's two songs, The Bandit and or 100,000 People. The Bandit is the one. I mean, I love some Kings of Leon, man. Love. The Followill Bros? They're the best. Sounds like a Kings of Leon song. It looks like classic yeah. KOL do you have right a, there. Do you have a favorite Kings of Leon song? I think You Somebody's my favorite. Yeah? I think so. I really love that song. <sighs> so good. Did you ever hear Haley Williams cover this song? Yeah. Shake Heartbreak was such a good record. Where is Tranny? That's on uh, Youth and Young Manhood. Did you ever get like super old school Kings fan? Um, I don't think so. Oh man, I I loved it. They don't know what they love or deserve to give. Chances are it's a worm in the scalp. Doesn't even know which fish to be like to buy tonight. Tonight. Oh, tonight. 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 Or maybe tonight. She's a fall. She don't get on. There's somebody standing here. And she'll shine once she's crossing lines. This is before they pop, but. That old record, that came out back in, I was in college then. Oh, yeah. I was fucking old. All right, don't make the joke. I know I'm old. Fine. <laughs> Zane's got a new song out. I really love Zane's music. Is he your favorite of the directional boys? Absolutely. Really? I do also love Harry. Don't get me wrong. Who is dating Olivia Wilde? What a plot twist. Listen, Olivia Wilde, first of all, is so beautiful that like oh, yeah. I totally get it. Those eyes are crazy. Um, mm-hmm. But she was married and had a bunch of kids with Jason Sudeikis, who's hilarious. And now she's on with Harry Styles, Olivia Wilde. Get it, girl. Here for it. <laughs> get it, girl. <laughs> Here for it. Oh, I think they look cute together. Honestly, they're beautiful people. Is she a lot older than him or no? I think so, but like. I think that she's hotter than he is, and he's a very good looking guy. Yeah, I would agree. Not the play off the name of the song. Zane is just such a vibe. 
Baby's gonna. I'm gonna hate that baby when that baby's like 20. Remember when she was dating Tyler Cameron? How weird, man! It was like a hot minute. She was trying to get Zane out of her system. Didn't work. Didn't work. You know, everyone is raving about Morgan Wallen's new record. I'm, I haven't been a huge Morgan Wallen guy in the past. I did listen to this song in the car today. It's called Wasted on You. It's like the top song on New Music Friday, and it is good. If you like country music, I'm sure you'll love this. Have What's you that? heard the whole story about Alec Baldwin's girlfriend? No. Like the story is that like on Instagram and whatever, she presents herself as like someone from Spain and Alec you know, got her like a job as like a host or well, for some show or whatnot. And, you know, she speaks in this beautiful Spanish accent and everything, speaks Spanish, yada, yada, yada. She posted some picture and like um, Amy Schumer made fun of it about like posting like kind of a similar one and was like making fun of her. And then Alec Baldwin's girlfriend issued a response, like an Instagram story response about like, fuck you hmm. in like a totally normal American accent and everyone's like wait what what the fuck what happened to your accent where did it go come to find out she's from Boston she's not from Spain (laughs) oh no yeah that's insane Boston all right you want to go out on Morgan Wallen yeah I do like the song wasted on you his voice is very twangy I think that's what gets me a little bit but it's a great song very well written song Could have been a Justin Timberlake song in like 2002. Yeah. But with shittier dancing. Yeah. All right. Bye, Brandy. Goodbye. Hey, if you need someone to engineer your other show, I'll work cheap. I'm serious. I'm, we might be calling you. <laughs> This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.